Hey there, my name is Rosemary Pham and welcome to Hut Talk. I've been a Seattle area realtor since 2004 and want to share the ins and outs of buying and selling homes in this market. Today I'll be speaking with Colin and Oshin. They experienced the purchase process of their current home as well as the selling of their condo in a market that was starting to shift from hyper-competitive to something more normalized. Check it out. you decide to pursue buying a house you had started just saying more space but um, what, what what were other driving factors we I guess it was the the dream was always to have a garden and a home and we we'd got a dog a little uh, pup at that time and also um, a bedroom with a window <laughs> and, um, a bathroom and, with a window a, yeah a bathroom with a window small details yeah, small things yeah natural light um, and um, when we had conversations about it, uh, which would have been probably earlier this year, Oshin, correct me if I'm wrong, was kind of like, well, we're probably looking at two years, you know, through saving and mm-hmm. figuring out the market and what's on there, and which is probably realistic. But then I'm very impatient, <laughs> and so I was like, well, let's, we've got two weeks. Yes. You know, let's get it done. So we started looking just to get information a little bit but not with any kind of not in earnest and we'd heard sort of those I wouldn't say horror stories but stories of how difficult it was like you know houses were we were told going for a hundred thousand over their asking price at least absolutely so the question for us is where do we magic that money from you know Mm -hmm. um I I started working full-time as well so our position changed in that respect and then um that's when we met you and so that's when we got an actual clearer picture of what was going on rather than the horror stories. So, yeah. so what um, preconceived ideas did you have about the Seattle housing market? I guess uh, the, the preconceived notions were, was just <clears throat> um, the competition. So, yes. So I had a colleague who had put in an offer in uh, Beekman Hill and it went 100000 over with 14 offers put mm-hmm. in so it, it was kind of under that premise kind of like okay how do we how do we find an area that that we really like but maybe is is not kind of as popular as say Ballard um, and also a place that we could we could commute from um, and so I, th- I think those were those were the kind of overlying conditions and then we just kind of went out and explored and looked at different neighborhoods such as uh, Beacon Hill and, and Hillman City and and, and West Seattle and I think probably at the time we perceived that Columbia City might be a bit out of our price range. So that's when we considered Hillman City mm-hmm. and even considered kind of further south in West Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was just about our perceived value for money because right. we didn't want to spend a lot. And so... I think we were pleasantly surprised that Columbia City was an option for us. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that you had made us aware of was that every case was completely different. So the stories don't apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. So you might not necessarily be one of 14. Right. You know, it was a case by case thing. So from when you found the house that piqued your interest in the next steps, um, tell us a little about that. Well, in, in, in terms of the, the one house that we offer, put an offer in we're actually living in so it did have a, a happy ending but I think 
I think it was really your guidance in terms of kind of the the, the market had started to, to shift and um, asking prices weren't um, they weren't necessarily being met all the time. So it was kind of like, okay, we we were here for about for about an hour and we we had two other properties that we were looking at and we were kind of as we were looking at the second property we it kind of reinforced that our our current home was was what we wanted to do. So it was just making sure. Um, what we needed to, to, to kind of align with in terms of um, in terms of our expectations and also you'd mentioned that um, and, and for this house we could ha have a, a condition of pre-inspection um, before we accepted so so kind of explaining those details to us made it a lot, a lot a lot easier to kind of make that decision things move very quickly of course I think mm -hmm. um, we I mean with my impatience, I was like, let's, I want it, let's get it. How do we get it? Um, and um, I, I think it, it was your, it was your guidance as well about how we um, put an offer together, an mm -hmm. offer that was appealing. Um, and we were very fortunate that the, um, the, the, the amount of time we give them to consider that offer um, it, it was made more complicated because I think they were camping at the time and so there was sort yes. of delays and um, but we were thrilled to have the offer accepted and I think we were probably prepared for having it rejected not because it wasn't any good but just because of what we had heard right. so that came as a really pleasant surprise um, I think there's a lot of talk about the market softening around that time but you know. So from when you started the process to when you finished in the Seattle market had changed a lot, and so they're calling it the shifting market. So tell us um, what your thoughts were just as you were going through that process that's changing. Having conversations with you certainly helped because we were able to kind of recognize, because we were seeing as we were looking through properties ourselves that the asking price was being reduced. Mm -hmm. Also, we were just talking to colleagues at work and there was the, the, the chat that things had shifted that because of, for whatever kind of um, external factors, the market was um, was not as competitive. So just having that, that dialogue with you in terms of kind of like properties that were seen and look at the, at the surrounding properties and to see how much they went for. Um, and so that helped. And so when we when we came to, to, to this property, we were able to kind of quickly assess whether that market value was going to be supported by the bank, which was right. which was really quite important. Uh, but but we ascertained that the that there were three or four properties in in the neighborhood that matched our kind of our footprint, and also the asking price. I think also because we had an apartment which we were considering holding on to and mm -hmm. renting out. Perhaps if the market had been seemingly more stable we I, I don't know if he would have kept it on but it just seemed like it helped to make the decision that we should um sell mm -hmm. um and not spread ourselves too thinly yeah, yeah so let's talk about that so when you made the decision to sell your condo how did you interpret the sold data well we had a a, a price that we had i think the two of us talked about in terms of what would have been the ideal and then we were just being realistic and we were kind of seeing what was happening in the marketplace and then we we kind of spoke with you um, and so we thought to really to be able to kind of sell it uh, and make it competitive we would need to kind of just go a bit lower in, in, in terms of what we're asking and, and, and by doing that we could then really um, expect to get that offer and not have to, to, to reduce the price. I think also the time of year was quite important 
because the summer had been as unpredictable as I guess there's no guarantee that things were going to change and whether the market has you know gone back to its traditional patterns or not since then but um, we were, we kind of had to consider that when we were making the decision to sell I think it seemed like a good time to put it on the market your situation I thought was very interesting because we reviewed the data and discussed what you guys felt comfortable with and as pricing is the hardest thing in any market but specifically this one that's changing so rapidly and so I think that you guys were very strategic in what you decided to price at because competing listings did not get their asking price. Mm-hmm. Your competition, because they started out too high, had to chase that price down and it inevitably was lower than yours. So I think you positioned yourselves well coming out of the gate with the price that you did because it was tricky. I think that when you're caught in the crosshairs of the market changing, you're going off of sold data. So then if a seller says, look, a unit in my building sold for X, I want to list it for X. That is very reasonable to Mm. make that pricing assumption. But in the shifting market, it's just a different set of rules. And so I think that you guys did really well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and, I mean, in in terms of people that came to visit the condo, do you feel that that was an average amount? Well, it's, again, when you're going off of past data points, the market had been so robust for so long and then it changed so quickly that, I mean, normal open houses that I've had for condos could have as many as, I don't know, 50 to 65 people through. And then when we only had um, a half dozen, it was like, oh, where did everybody go? Mm. It's interesting. When I first started real estate, the saying or the metric used to be, um, if you have 10 buyers through or 10 showings, you should expect to receive an offer. Mm -hmm. And if you don't receive an offer after 10 showings, then it's probably either with condition or price. So you've got to reassess. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the market shifting, it kind of went back to that metric, which we haven't seen in so long. I found that very interesting that when the market shifted, it kind of went back to the basics and what I learned in real estate over a dozen years ago. Mm Well, okay, so we are wrapping things up now, but just curious um, if you have any advice for buyers and or sellers deciding to enter this market. Work with Rosemary. Yes. All right. Thanks, <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> work Thank with you Rosemary. very much. Um, I, I think also take everything with a grain of salt that you mm-hmm. hear anecdotally. Yeah. Because had we listened to it, we wouldn't have even tried. Or like, well, I guess for us, we were like, well, we probably won't ever have a house in this city if things are going the way they are. And, and here we are. So I think also um, <clears throat> go if you have if you have um, trepidation or, or concerns about kind of like a commute or um, go and see what it's like and like go. And so, so I, I, I cycled out to um, to uh, West Seattle just to see if I could could sustain that um commute um and i think that was maybe one of the deciding factors to, to, to say hey we should probably stick closer to to a, to a location that has access to to the light rail mm-hmm. what you had said doing research about neighborhoods houses styles of houses and so forth it's so important because um it's kind of like a part-time job and you really have mm. to do your research yeah. so you can feel like you're making a wise decision sure, sure. i understand why people get fatigue you know, um, but the one thing I would say, mm-hmm. which is what you what you had said to us, there is a house for you, and you you know you will fall in love with it and wait. 
you know. It sounds so cliche when oh. I say those things at the time. You're just, you know, it, receiving it, it just sounds like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's really true. I believe so, yeah. yeah. That was our experience anyway. You know, we're glad now we didn't settle mm-hmm. for what was less than what we wanted. And I, I feel like in a market like this, you're maybe more inclined to not wait. Yeah. You, but it worked for us. Thanks for listening to Hut Talk. And thanks again to my guests for sharing their stories. We've got more conversations coming up, so check back soon. Find out more about Rosemary at rmfam.com. That's rmpham.com.